It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. From the studios of 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I'm Eric G. And welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, thanking you for spending a little time with us this weekend. Coming up on today's show, as of the recording of this podcast, Kawhi Leonard has not signed with anyone, so I will give you my eight teams that will make the playoffs in the Western Conference, and I will also tell you why we shouldn't sleep on Oklahoma City. I'll do my best to play psychiatrist today and make you feel a little bit better about Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma City since we're at the anniversary week of when KD bolted for GSW. Of course, he's left GSW as well. And we'll hear from Ramona Shelburne from ESPN. And we'll wrap things up talking about why Darius Baisley probably won't play in Summer League this year, even if he does sign with Oklahoma City. And we'll talk about the two guys we should keep an eye on the most as the Thunder play these next few games out in Las Vegas. My name's Eric G. I'm Pat Jones' co-host for 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm also the editor-in-chief for Thunder Maven, and you can find that at basketballmaven.io slash thunder. And this podcast being brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your French trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. That's Hotels.com. Be there, do that, and get rewarded. As of 348 Central Daylight Time, Kawhi Leonard is still an NBA free agent, which is great news for Oklahoma City Thunder fans because Kawhi hasn't decided to go to the left coast and play with either the Clippers or the Lakers, forcing the Thunder to have to fight one more team for positioning or fight out another team in a very tough seven-game series. So at this moment, we can all take a deep breath. Of course, by the time you're listening to this, every single bit of this could have changed. So with that in mind, I'm going to give you my eight teams that I think will make the playoffs now. I will also tell you, I think the Thunder need to be targeting Kyle Korver, who was traded to the Memphis Grizzlies and then to the Phoenix Suns and then released. If you can get this guy on a veteran minimum, come on. The Thunder need a shooter. Kyle Korver's there. Having him come off the bench with Alec Burks, doesn't that make you feel a whole lot better as a Thunder fan? I know it makes me feel a lot better. So Sam Presti, if you're going to have to pull the trigger on anything between now and the beginning of training camp, 
let's get Kyle Korver into camp. Okay, with that, let's talk about the eight teams that are going to make the playoffs in the Western Conference. At number eight, I've got the San Antonio Spurs. And as I was writing this down and doing this the other day, that still seemed really low to put San Antonio, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, Patty Mills, this team is still loaded. Greg Popovich is still their head coach. You can't count them out. And me putting them at eighth, I guarantee you, will come back to bite me in the butt at some point during the regular season. But I can't go any higher than that simply because I think the Western Conference is getting better. And I think the teams atop, I think the teams ahead of them actually might be a little bit deeper and have more talent. One of those teams I have ahead of them in the seventh spot is a team that everybody's leaving for dead now, and that's a huge mistake. That is the Golden State Warriors. Have you forgotten? Former MVP Steph Curry still on this team. Draymond Green is still on this team. They just re-signed Kevon Looney. They've added D'Angelo Russell, and let's not forget, Klay Thompson is young. For the most part, this guy is pretty healthy. Yes, he just had knee surgery, and you're talking anywhere from a six- to nine-month recovery for an ACL, depending on what website you look at. Could be as little as five months. I would be surprised to not see Clay back by February. And if Golden State is just hanging around and Clay Thompson gets back by February, not only will they make the playoffs, but they then become the most dangerous team in the playoffs because they have the most clutch player that they will have been playing limited minutes, nursing along, and then all of a sudden come the seven-game series where you're having to face them up Now, they'll end up killing you. That's Golden State, so I've got them number seven. Number six, I've got Houston. They should be higher. Here's the problem with Houston. Nobody knows where they are mentally. Houston's all up in their fields right now, and once the Rockets get past all the shock of all the trade talk and who's in and who's out and whether or not Chris Paul is getting along with James Harden or whether or not... Mike D'Antoni has the right assistance. As soon as the Rockets get all that figured out, they've got maybe they've got one of the deepest, best collections of talents in the West. I still like Houston. I would have put them over Oklahoma City, but it's just a matter of how combustible that locker room is. And if things can get ironed out between now and training camp, use the word dangerous, use it not lightly, but heavily with the Houston Rockets. At number five, call it a homer pick, and I really don't care if you do. I've got the Oklahoma City Thunder, and we shouldn't be sleeping on Oklahoma City. Remember, the Thunder still have Russell Westbrook. They still have Paul George. This team is not the dumpster fire that a lot of folks want you to believe. They weren't able to add anyone in free agency as of yet simply because they don't have money. You are expecting a trade for Oklahoma City, but I will go on record and tell you right now that maybe a trade wasn't the best thing for OKC. And even though Sam Presti is well into the luxury tax, and I think we all agree that this is a team that you shouldn't be spending this much money on to have the results that you are having a year more together with Steven Adams and Russell Westbrook being a nice combination with Russell Westbrook and Paul George getting the opportunity to play together for their third consecutive year, and hopefully both of these guys can stay healthy. Alec Burke coming off the bench gives the Thunder some great 
gives some gives the Thunder some great versatility in the lineup. We don't know what Hamadou Diallo is going to bring. We still have no idea what's going to happen with Andre Robertson and Terrence Ferguson. But all in all, this is probably one of those teams everybody else in the West is kind of looking at and scratching their heads and not wanting to play on a nightly basis. So while we're killing the Thunder, I would say the competition still looks at this team as a serious threat as long as they have Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Plus, they were one of the best defensive teams in the league last year, and that cannot be underestimated, which takes us to four. That is the Portland Trailblazers. You're getting Yusef Nurkic back at some point this year. You just traded for uh, Hassan Whiteside, and you've got the best backcourt in the NBA. Come on. You knocked off Oklahoma City last year in five games. I don't see these guys going anywhere, and don't be surprised if they sp- they finish higher than that four spot that I picked them at. Three, I've got to go the Lakers. When you have Anthony Davis, when you have LeBron James, you shouldn't be any worse than third, even if it is just a bunch of spares around you. That combination alone is going to be enough to get you through most nights. What you have to watch with the Lakers, if you are a Lakers fan and could ultimately hurt them in the playoffs, is two key words, load management. And if the Lakers are going to rest LeBron and they're going to rest Anthony Davis, and especially if there are nights that they rest them both, the Thunder could find themselves losing a few games when they do that. And one or two games may make all the difference in the Western Conference when it comes down to seeding. So I've got the Lakers three, but wouldn't be surprised to see them finish anywhere from third all the way down to eighth by one or two games. Number two, the Denver Nuggets. Wow. Um, And they could be getting Michael Porter Jr. back this year. Now, granted, he's hurt, but you look at the whole overall roster of that team. A lot of people look at Nikola Jokic as a possible MVP candidate this year. Maybe the hardest guy in the NBA to guard who's not named Kevin Durant. I like where this team's going. Cohesive, if you believe in the word team and not just a collection of talent, then Denver's your team to watch this year. And number one, I've got the Utah Jazz. Spider Mitchell, Joe Ingles coming off the bench. Um, The addition of Mike Conley was fantastic um, during during the the, the trade season. Getting Getting him from Memphis was just an incredible coup for the Jazz. You add Bogdanovich to this, you've got Rudy Gobert. I like Quinn Snyder, what he's been able to do with this team. And really, if they can come together quickly, might be the toughest team to face on a night-in, night-out basis in the West. So those are my eight teams. Now, the teams to look out for. Notice I don't have the Clippers in there. Not just yet. It's a team that made the playoffs this past year, and they just went out and signed Patrick Beverly or re-signed Patrick Beverly. Yes, you could put the Clippers in there. You could take out Golden State. Heck, you could take out Oklahoma City and put the Clippers in there, and I wouldn't have that big a problem with it. But obviously, if they get Kawhi, they go from not making the playoffs, in my opinion, all the way to the number one or number two team. I think the Dallas Mavericks will be much improved this year. And look out for the Sacramento Kings. What ultimately you know about the Western Conference is that night in, night out, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. Plus, all 82 games absolutely matter this year. So, in Oklahoma, where we still have this college football mentality, I can't think of a better year to have a college football mentality about the NBA than this season 
because all 82 games are going to matter when it comes down to making the playoffs and your seeding. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, I'll try and make you feel a little bit better about when Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State, and we'll find out if Draymond was almost on his way out of GSW from Ramona Shelburne of ESPN. Thanks to Untucket for sponsoring Locked on Thunder. If you're looking for a great gift idea, their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable. They work on the weekend. They work in the office. It's untucked. Don't be like me and just grab an Oxford out of the... Boy, that's an old word. How about a button-up out of the closet and then just leave it untucked? You're not going to look cool that way. You need a shirt specifically designed to do that. So go to untuckit.com, use the promo code NBA, and get 20% off your first purchase. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Eric G., And three years ago this week, Kevin Durant bolted Oklahoma City for Golden State and the term snake and cupcake just became everyday language when you were sitting down talking with anybody in Oklahoma over a cup of coffee or a mug of beer at a bar. It's just the way things went. And the hate for Kevin Durant, if you're not from this area, um, the hate for Kevin Durant hasn't died down one bit at all. In fact, if anything... It's gotten worse over the years, or it's gotten more painful because what it has been a stark reminder for Oklahoma City fans is that they were that close. You know, I've, I've got the two fingers together. That, that's great podcasting. There, I got the, you know, I've got the thumb and the pinky finger, just you know, a half an inch apart. Oklahoma City was that close to winning a championship, and it brings back all the feelings about James Harden, and it just brings back a lot of very painful memories that aren't going to go away anytime soon, and in a lot of respects aren't going to be filled when the Thunder do finally reach the mountaintop, if that ever ever happens, especially in these next few years because Kevin Durant got that championship before Oklahoma City did. That being said, if you are a Thunder fan, you need to feel maybe, well, I don't want to tell you how to feel because that's just bad. That's bad radio on my part. I should never tell you how to feel. Um, Even as I'm playing psychologist or psychiatrist, I shouldn't tell you how to feel. But I will say this. What we've learned about Kevin Durant over the last few days is that, one, this guy at best is a loner. I don't think he's very capable of actually being that great a teammate. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he can go out. I think he can make sure to give you the ball when you're open. He's going to be clutch. He's going to hit shots. But when it really comes to the social aspect of getting along with his teammates, Kevin Durant is incapable of doing that. It started off with Russell Westbrook, and we heard the story about KD blew him off when Russell 
first got to Oklahoma City and, and they were teammates or maybe they met up in Seattle, Kevin didn't feel like it was worth his time to invest in a friendship with Russell Westbrook. And after that, it tipped the point. Stephen A. Smith brought it back up this week about Durant going to dinner with Nick Collison and Russell Westbrook and telling them he was coming back to Oklahoma City, and then he decides to go to Golden State. And instead of doing it in person, he does it by text because he didn't either want the backlash or just didn't really know how to let people down. And part of being a friend, part of being a good teammate, part of just being a good person is knowing how to let people down. Kevin Durant is incapable of it. And now we have Ramona Shelburne from ESPN shedding a little light on why Kevin decided to go to Brooklyn. I actually think this trip to Brooklyn, I think this decision to go play with his his friends is is going to sound a little bit reductionist, but it's kind of age appropriate, <laughs> right? Like like the Warriors. I actually think this trip to Brooklyn, I think this decision to go play with his his friends is is going to sound a little bit reductionist, but I actually think this trip to Brooklyn, I think this decision to go play with his his friends is is going to sound a little bit reductionist, but it's kind of age appropriate, <laughs> right? right? Like, like the warrior guys, they're all kind of older and they're, they're in a different stage of life. Like, you know, Draymond has, has a kid now and he's, he's engaged and Steph's married obviously with three kids and Clay is on planet Clay, I guess is the right way to put that. But um, Andre's older, it's, you know, it's family. And it's just, Kevin didn't really fit into that social group there. And, and I really do think that that's kind of part of it. He's just still kind of on his journey finding himself. I don't think that Kevin is still going to be hanging out with Kyrie. Um, they, may, they may be a little bit more alike than Kevin and Russ were, or Kevin and Steph, or Kevin and Nick Collison, who, whoever the hell. All right? But I don't see Kevin as a guy that just hangs out with people. One of the words used to describe Kevin Durant is savant. Merriam-Webster describes a savant as one with detailed knowledge of something specialized. That is what a savant is. Or it could be somebody with a developmental disorder um, who exhibits an exceptional skill or brilliance in some limited field. I don't think that that I don't think that second description is what Kevin Durant is, but when it comes to a basketball savant, I think that word is highly appropriate. And the thing about savants are people who are highly intelligent and really able to think about one thing or multiple things on a level that you and I can't think about, they are very socially awkward. And that is something with Kevin Durant. Plus, he comes across as a very aloof guy who's ultimately going to do what's best for him and really doesn't care. Okay, he cares what you think about it. But ultimately, it's not going to change his mind from doing what he wants. And that led to a combustible locker room in Golden State. I didn't understand the extent of it until I was around it and I saw it in person. And then, you know, it's just it's just like a bomb went off in the locker room, right? I mean, it was just like everything that had been beneath the surface and, and people talking behind closed doors, like just erupted and all the feelings were laid bare and there were people after that locker room incident that felt like Draymond Green was going to have to be traded. Like they, yeah. you know, it was almost like they couldn't salvage the relationship with Kevin unless Draymond was gone. But somehow they salvaged it for this season. They all, I guess, the word I, I would come up with is compartmentalized. It's like they just compartmentalized the issue with Kevin all year. But it, it really felt like that just brought out what had been brewing.
The difference between Golden State and, and Oklahoma City is that Golden State was winning championships before Kevin Durant got there. As an organization, they're confident they can win championships without Kevin Durant because they've because they've done it before. So Kevin Durant leaving and all the drama that went along with it was a huge load off their shoulder. It remains to be seen if Golden State can actually win another championship without Kevin Durant, but with their confidence and with them just not having to deal with answering questions on a daily basis, they're going to be better off. When it came to Oklahoma City, they knew they couldn't win without Kevin Durant, and any chance to have a championship, the dude needed to be there. So when Kevin left, instead of being a load off your shoulders and you can relax and go play basketball, now you're stuck trying to rebuild, keep fans hopeful, and keep Russell Westbrook happy, and it created a whole different set of drama that, quite frankly, I don't think the Thunder have handled very well at all, if we just want to be honest about it. you Here's what the Thunder did. The Thunder went against their principal values to go out and get guys like Carmelo Anthony and Paul George. Why? Because you wanted to keep Russell Westbrook happy, but more importantly, you want the fans to think that you're doing everything you can to win a championship. Sam Presti is a guy that's become more open about people who he has gone after, and particularly Wesley Matthews, because that's a guy that Thunder fans have wanted. The Thunder need to get back to themselves. If the Thunder want any hope of surviving as an organization, as a team that can win championships, they need to go back to their core principal values with Sam Presti at the helm and figuring out ways to build within, which would mean pushing the reset button. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, why you should expect Darius Baisley to play during Summer League and who we should be watching. This podcast being brought to you by Grip 6 Belts, ultra lightweight, no holes and no flap. It's a great Father's Day gift. Grip 6 has a special offer for you at grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Finishing up this episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast, I am Eric G. from the studios of 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa. Summer League for the Oklahoma City Thunder starting on Saturday or tomorrow or today or yesterday, depending on when you are listening. Don't expect Darius Beasley to play. Baisley to play. Darius Baisley. Do not expect him to play. The the Thunder's first-round draft pick. Um, He happens to be a clutch sport client. Uh, They've kept this guy out for a year. He hasn't signed with Oklahoma City yet, and even if he does, I can't see the Thunder necessarily running him out there, although it wouldn't be completely unprecedented just to see what this guy does um, put into a game situation, but I would bet that that would be something that Clutch and the Thunder would talk about. At least that's what Eric Horn was saying today in News OK. Um, Two guys I would say to watch out for. First and foremost, this is all about Hamadou Diallo. 
during this summer. We need to see Hamadou Diallo be better than other guys in summer league. We need to walk away with a sense that Hamadou Diallo is going to contribute to Oklahoma City. And what I mean by that is not only can the guy get to the rim, can he dunk, can he play well in the paint, I need to see if he can shoot. I need to see if he can pass. What's he going to look like in transition? And for the Thunder, predicating so much of their success on defense, can this guy lock somebody up? Can he play good enough defense to deflect balls, get things going the other way, be a reasonable facsimile of Terrence Ferguson, whom he's going to back up, and make it tough for for guys to get past him. That's really what I want to see out of Hamadou Diallo. I know you can dunk. I don't need to see if you can dunk. Let me know if you can play defense. Let me know if you can shoot. And Lou Dort out of Arizona State, who signed with Oklahoma City, and a lot of people thought might be drafted by Oklahoma City, um, watched his film at Arizona State. The guy can get to the rim, no doubt. Um, At least against Fresno State, he can get to the rim. The guy can shoot, at least against Fresno State, and shoot at the college three-point line. I think it was, what, 40% from beyond the arc in college. Can you shoot from the NBA three-pointer? Can you get to the rim when you're playing better competition and you are all Pac-12 defense? Let's see how that translates. That wraps up this weekend's show. I'm Eric G. We will be back on Monday. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.